Warning, this episode has lots of loud talking. Um, I guess this is just a headphone warning to anybody who may be listening with headphones. Um, And yeah, enjoy the episode. Welcome or welcome back to Morning Cup of Bailey's. My name's Ryan. My name's Sarah. I'm John. And today we're just going to be talking. Talking, talking, talking. All right, we're recording. I thought we said no. Oh, no British, sorry. So the (laughs) last question of the week I asked... My personal question was, how has anime become more mainstream, specifically for men or women? Because, you know, men basically watch anime more than women. I'm so sorry, but (laughs) that's how it goes. We had the one comment, I believe anime has always been somewhat popular. People believe, people were, 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 were. Werewolf, werewolf. (laughs) People were just more secretive with it because it was looked at as weird. But with the help of TikTok and a global pandemic, the options of others no longer matters. I kind of agree with that to an extent because um, it did, like... Specifically for people in my community, I guess. People that were around me and, like, on TikTok around me and in my personal life. Like, definitely started watching anime more often during that, like, 2020 time period or, like, some sometime thereafter. But I don't think that, like, the pandemic had a huge, like, effect on anime viewership, you know? I don't think that's, like, the one thing that did it. But I'm I, the opposite. I think it did. Okay. I was going to say, I do agree with the other thing that she said about, um, that it was, like, viewed as weird or, like, just, like, a, like, an odd thing at the, at, uh, at different time periods, you know, like. Also agree with that. Yeah, it was, I mean, and I feel like anybody who even watches anime can agree that it is kind of weird at certain points, like. Some, some. Oh my god. Some animes (laughs) over-sexualize things just a little bit too much. (laughs) I have like, a story about that. Yeah, so I agree with with sim- somewhat of both of what the the points that she made. Um, I think I've always known weirdos. I think I've always been friends with weirdos. So it's kind of always been like a whole life thing. The weirdos right? just got into anime first. Yeah, yeah. It's just maybe I am the weird. <laughs> that's that's so, all it is. I had a conversation with my mom and grandma. My mom said, why do anime chicks have really big boobs? Lots of fun. Because mm, probably people with penises are the main viewership of anime. Main viewership, but then I said, in front of my grandma, I was like, some of them have really big boobs, some of them have really small boobs. So you're paying attention, John? <laughs> you're paying attention? <laughs> How do I not when they have really big, really small ears? <laughs> That's fair. It's yeah. either to like, each their own. It's either like obnoxiously too big or like, do they even have boobs too small? It's, I would agree with this. <laughs> so, again, we would really... But the mainstream is the whole point of this question. Yeah, yeah. I agree that why has it become more mainstream so again we would really appreciate you guys commenting below and letting us know even if you want to just send us a message over on Instagram or Twitter on what you thought about the question of the week so this week we would like to ask you guys something a little bit more simple cats or dogs which is it Sarah (laughs) (laughs) okay so Sarah's cats no Oh. You just said meow. I know, I right? said meow because he said wolf. Oh, okay. So we were just doing the opposite Yeah, thing. of course. So let's hear your story because you kind of gave us a little bit of a preface before that okay. you have a story about the so cats. So I'm a dog person. Yeah. I've always been a dog person. And I did own a cat at one point and I loved him. His name was Giorgio. Um, he was right home to my in-law's house because 
he just had a he has a better life there it, it is what it is i still visit him i still i love the little guy he's just not for me but anyways um my mom hates cats my family hates cats my mom seems to think that for some reason cats will steal your soul 100 <laughs> percent. i have no idea what's up with that but they will look at you and say hey pet me and you go to pet them and they walk away They're, they just want to know that you will pet them and how does that correlate to stealing your soul? Yeah, John? a little bit of your soul goes with them every time they walk I away selfishly. Would love to I don't think, think so. I would love to think that that's what your grandma meant. Your grandma, right? No, my mother. Oh, your mom. Sorry, I would love to think that that's what your mom thought. Uh, you know, was thinking when she said that. But I highly doubt that it was that surface. I level. highly doubt. They it stare too. at you. They stare at you, and they're like, "Hey, hey, you're human. You know, feed me." She does say something about the staring, something about the eyes. Yeah, they, they will look into your soul. Dogs, yeah. dogs are just happy hunting door walk over. Hey, hey, what are you doing? You know, dogs just unconditionally love you. They're always there. They they just lick you. They cuddle with you. Like it's it's the best kind of love. They're do whatever you friend. tell them to but do. But cats, you know what? Cats bite you on the face when you try to cuddle them, when you try to love them, if they're not in the mood for you it. You love them too much. Apparently. Demons. I think it's also kind of convenient that, you know, cats are... Um, Maybe we shouldn't be shitting on cats, because they are great pets. But well, I was just not for us. I was about to <laughs> they're say... They're outside pets. Cats are, <laughs> cats are most commonly, like, correlated with witches and, like, witchcraft and, like... Oh, so true. Yeah, I mean, and like evil, and you never like, see a dog in a witch trapped anything. And literally, because dogs are too dumb to <laughs> to do witch They're craft. not dumb. I'm sorry, but my little dogs are dumb. Okay, but no. my little I've owned like fifty dogs. The humans that hey, own them little, are little, dumb. Little, okay, and they'll look, train them to. I'm sorry, but my things. Lulu, my little cattle dog, she is too smart. Like sometimes I look too at her and I'm smart. like. You are a skinwalker. <laughs> like, you are too smart. Able. I get scared of her. That's she just able. looks at me, and she looks at me like, bitch, I know. German, I know. German shepherds like, I know what you're and doing. Australian shepherds, She's they a, get bored if you don't teach them what to yeah. do. And like, hey, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I will do it. She's a cattle dog. Like, she's a little genius. And I'm like, stop. Please. <laughs> it's too much for me. And so cats just do whatever the hell they want every day. No, thank you. So, um, yeah, let us know down in the comments, down in the Q&A, or, like I said, on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you can find us. Cats or dogs? Let us know dogs are better. Please. No cats. Okay, so, like I said, our topic of the week this week, we're just going to kind of talk about things and there is something that we're going to get into but before we get into that um just a little comment did you guys know that anyways isn't a word anyways are you calling me out i am calling you out because i'm only doing this because anyway anyway it's anyway there's no s at the end no because i i literally say anyways i do it too I'm not calling I you. I just out. like the extra S. No, I do too. I promise I you. Feel like I feel like still better. say it. I still say it. And anyways. I'm still gonna say it. I I would not. <laughs> multiple different ways. I would not ask you not to. Okay. <laughs> and listen, I'm only pointing it out because I know that because one. you're wrong. Because you're wrong. You are too. <laughs> but because when my dad listens to this, he's gonna be like, you know, anyways isn't a word. Is that what he tells you every time? Yes, every time I say anyways, and then he's like, anyways isn't a word, and I'm like. Anyways. Well, you know what, Mr. Marks? <laughs> anyways. I don't care. Yeah, anyways is our new catchphrase. It is our new catchphrase. Anyways. Let's anyways. move on to the topic of the week. So the topic of the week is Ryan's emotional vulnerabilities, basically. And Sarah's, which she has kind of overcome. Yeah, I have none. We can't talk in British, okay? okay. Listen. English. We, it's an okay, English listen. You can, but not just a British not accent, like... An English listen. accent. We're going to go ahead and address the UK. Sorry. We're so sorry. We have 6% of our listeners who live in the UK. And me and Sarah really... We're a little obsessed. We we really get off on <laughs> doing a British accent. Look, we don't want to offend you guys. So please no, reach so out sorry. reach out on social media and let us know if you're offended. Because if you are, we will never do it. But if you're not, we will always do it. See, I'm Scotch-Irish, so... We just want to prove so our accent. I take all offense. 
Come, sorry. any British. You don't even, even have even a, British people. You literally sound oh, like a white person. That's, that's, that's yeah, no, rude. I'm Scottish versus British. Like it's no, the no, way the world works. Out. No, that's just rude. That top <laughs> part, of, part of Ireland, like I get the fuck out of my country. Oh, that's more Australian. No, no. no. <laughs> okay, off the topic of um, accents. So, how about we start this conversation off with a question? So. To go back to what we were talking about earlier, off recording, how about you just, like, prompt me with a question so that we can get back into that conversation? Okay. So, do we want to, like, start over from the beginning, pretty yes. much? Yeah. So, I think that whenever at sleepovers, sleeping with your girlfriends is, like, the bomb.com. Like, they keep you warm, you cuddle with your girlies, like, story. it's yeah. great. <laughs> But I know that you have mentioned to me that no you, feeling. no touching, it's uncomfortable for you. Yeah. So I really just kind of wanted to understand what is that for you? Why? Well, I kind of told you guys a little bit, but I think it just mostly for me, like just stems from probably just my anxiety in general, because um, when I get really anxious, like, if I'm having a panic attack and people are, like, touching me, it makes it worse. Like Which it a lot of people want to do because they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? You want to hug them. Getting and close. And yeah, and I used to have this friend. So, when I was working at 54th Street, which is a restaurant, um, I, I worked at all different kinds of restaurants. And um, my anxiety, like, would creep up a lot on just, like, random times, like, on busy nights. Most of the time with my anxiety, like, a busy night is the best thing for it. But sometimes it's, like, just a little bit too much. And it's, like, it kind of stresses you out a little bit. And I, Yeah. And I remember one night specifically that I was working and I had an anxiety attack. And one of my best friends at the time was on the shift, too. And she pulled me into the freezer, which was fine because I think, like, kind of cooling off in that moment was good. But then she, like, did a compression hug on me because that's what helps her when she has anxiety attacks. And she didn't even, like, think to say, like, hey, is it okay if I, like, give you compression right now? Because some people, like, need that, like, um, like, that squeeze. Comfort. Like, yeah, like, just, comfort. It's a mother's squeeze. comfort, right? Yeah, there. and some people, it helps with anxiety. It helps you calm down your anxiety. For me, it's the complete opposite. It literally throws me way deeper into the deep end. Some people feel suffocated. I that. literally, that's exactly what it is. And so after that, I, I kind of had to tell her, like, I really appreciate you, but I just kind of need you to... Get off me. Literally yeah. leave me alone for, like, ten minutes. And be then at that point, I had to spend even longer trying to calm myself down. So it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I know now to, like, voice it to people and, like, let them know, hey, I'm not a hugger. Like, hey, I don't like doing... Like, I don't cuddle with my friends. I don't, like, I'm not a touchy-feely person because I know that it overwhelms my anxiety, so. Which is the opposite of my family. Yeah, and so I was telling you, early, like, as well, my family is very different from that. And I grew up with three sisters that are really close to me in age, so it's weird that I have a touchy-feely family and a lot of girls close to me that I grew up with, but I don't like girls' nights. I don't like hugs. I don't like, you know... I want to say, I haven't done research, but more guys are less caring if you touch them or hug them or anything like that, but say a girl goes, hugs a girl, completely fine. Guy hugs a girl, like, oh, hey, they must have something going on, something like that. Yeah, that's how it is these days. I've had girls that were just friends that I would hug throughout, you know, high school, middle school, that I've known forever. That's just how we greet each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I see, like, how that's a thing. Like, me and Sarah hug goodbye sometimes, and she knows that, like, I'm not a hugger, but, like, a little side hug, like, that's just kind of us saying goodbye. And, like, to certain people, that's okay, but I did have a friend that, like, um, I recently stopped talking to that she knew she couldn't hug me goodbye because I would not touch her. Like, for whatever reason, I just didn't feel comfortable hugging her goodbye or hello, or like any, I didn't feel comfortable like touching her, or having any physical contact with her, which is fine. Like I'm allowed to feel that way, right. you know? Um, but it's just like a weird thing about me, I guess. Like I just, I wouldn't sleep in a bed with anyone but my significant other. It's just not comfortable for me. I don't know. Which I had a story about that. So me and my best friend, Kevin, the one time I've slept in another bed with a man, it was a 
king size mattress and I had it was called the X rocker you could plug your audio jacks into it and the speakers on the side of the chair would produce the sound instead of the TV we slept with that literally in between us on my king size mattress <laughs> there was zero percent chance we would touch each other at all which I'm whatever you know I've slept in a bed with cousins before male female like it's a big queen size blow up mattress we have family reunions you need somewhere to sleep yeah it's not that difficult, but when it comes to friends or anything in between besides family, it becomes a whole different situation. Yeah. Especially nowadays. It's, yeah, this mm. was fucking 16 years ago. Yeah. Is when we did that. I think it was like 15. Right. And back then, yeah, it was, oh, man-man contact. Like, no go. No, no, don't do that. I literally will see, like, stuff on my Facebook. I just sent you a screenshot earlier from, like, 11 years ago today or whatever. Like, I still get those things on Facebook because I have had the same Facebook account since I was literally 13 years old. Um, I literally will still see posts. Like, I posted something. I love Rose, like, my best friend from middle school or whatever, and people would be, like, she would comment on it and be like, no homo, though. You know what I mean? Like, yep, that... no homo was a huge thing yeah. growing up. It's like, that's become a whole thing, too. And now, I feel like, you know, back in 2013, no homo was, like, a thing you could say, but if you if anyone said that now to anyone... It'd be frowned upon, Yeah, it would yeah. be, yeah, in the least. <laughs> So that's a that's a whole other concept. I might bring it back. I don't know. But I know, right? No homo just means like I'm not gay for you, but I love you. You know, like yeah. How's you shouldn't have to say that. But would you call a gay person homo to their face? Okay, so I have a few gay friends, <laughs> and I would say I love you, but no homo to their face. I would say that. See, but I just feel like just to be funny, you know, fun, not. Yeah, uh, well, any kind of mean way. Yeah, but I see. See, this is a problem with, that I have with like when people say like I love you to someone, because I love you doesn't necessarily mean I'm in love with you. Exactly. Like it could be platonic, right? It's like I can tell Ryan I love you, and it's like I love you. I love you as a friend, as a sister, whatever. It doesn't mean I'm in love with you. I want to like have relations with yeah. you. Yeah. Like I love no. all my family. I have right. zero romantic exactly. feelings for any of them. You can tell any of your friends that you love them, and it, you don't have to say no homo because you don't mean it that way. Unless you do. I mean, who knows what I you're feeling? I think that's probably why we stopped saying exactly. It. Yeah, because back then it was like, oh, you said you you said I love you to a girl. Do you are you gay for her? Like. What's want, going on? Do you want to go into the bathroom with her? That right. saying did come out when the whole trans everything started happening. And the um, like, the gay marriage uh, yeah, became legal. Huge thing, yeah. yeah, back then. So it was like, oh, like we have to make sure no one's gay around us or we can't say these things. Like, that's how people felt back then. And it's obviously well, you, become you way more... You can say it, but no homo. Yeah. Right. But, well, it's, you know, things like this have obviously become more accepted these days, and which is why people don't say things like no homo anymore, you know? But... So my buddy, somehow, I don't know where it started... But he says, just the tip, Harry. Oh, okay. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I laugh my ass off every time he says it. Don't know why. Something to make me giggle. It must be a reference to something. Uh, it's Harry Potter. You know, oh. Just the tip, Harry. Don't know why. My yeah. sister. Shots. 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 All right, we're going to take a shot break. We'll be right back, guys. No, don't break. Just take I a shot. I have to pee. Okay, so basically, Ryan doesn't know how to take a shot. Exhale nope. out of your mouth. Yeah. Straight back, girl. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm used to taking, like, green tea shots, like a little white girl bitch. Yeah, because that's you, completely you're different. you're trying to enjoy it. Well, because that but one, yeah, you can leave it in your mouth for a second and it doesn't taste that bad. Yeah, we're doing these these kinds of shots. You ain't trying to enjoy these like that. Oh, yeah, I know. No. It's not fun. That's why. Drink up. <coughs> Drink up, bitch. 
2.2. Okay, I'll drink it in a second. Mommy Sarah. One Mississippi, go. Master go, Sarah. Go, One, go. two. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> okay. Lightest. So, what are we talking about now? We're talking about just the tip, Harry? Oh, just the tip, Harry. Just the Shit. tip, Harry. So, yeah. You're a wizard, Harry, too. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. My buddy, yeah, for some reason. So I'm just Harry. Well, just Harry. Just Sorry. the tip, Harry. <laughs> Makes me giggle. So, my sister does the same thing. Makes me giggle every time. Fuck, what did she say? Oh, my God, I can't remember. I'm going to call her right now. We're calling the sister. We're gonna have a guest. Oh my god, stop. We have to stop doing the British. Stop. I'm sorry, UK. You I'm can. so sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. We just don't want to, like, piss off. I feel like we're not gonna piss anybody off. It, they'll probably just think we sound funny as fuck. Look, or, like, dumb as fuck. We know uh, They definitely go for the dumb as fuck. We know it's not we're good. American. We know it's not good. But we're trying to improve it here, okay? That's our whole goal. Exactly. So just let us know if you're down for that. Yeah, like... <laughs> If y'all want to teach us, give us pointers, we're down for it. <laughs> All I can say is, hello, Gavna. Hello, Gavna. I know, I never call. Hi, Liz, you're on podcast. Yeah. Hi, Liz. Hello, Liz. You're with Saren, or Sarah and Ryan. Saren. <laughs> Saren. Sarah and Ryan right now. Okay, nobody's dying then. I was like, man, he never calls. And I have one brother call this week that never calls, and somebody else already died, so I'm not ready for anybody else. Oh, to shit. Jesus. I don't have enough weed for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are live on the podcast right now, sis. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in Florida. You have no signal. I have signal. You know what? No. You shish. Florida person. <laughs> she moved oh, yeah. to Florida of her own accord. Uh. I dipped out of Texas. Oh, no one's dying. I'm just on a podcast. You called me, put me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no let's. There was a reason okay. for it. There was a reason, yes. So I forget what you said, but my buddy Kevin, you know Kevin, he says, just the tip, Harry. Makes me giggle every time. <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> it's all about the tip. I forgot what you said that made me giggle every time. About the tip? No, just something you said. All I can think of smiley face was right now. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I just remembered it. What was it? Smiley faces and tips. Oh my god, no way! <laughs> oh, dude, I remember. Oh my god, no way! <laughs> just the just way she says the it. The way she said, the way you say it is perfect. Boyfriend's got me saying another one. Hey babe, what's that thing you get me to say every time we go to hang up? Oh yeah, that one. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That is literally that's how me and Sarah say goodbye to each other too. <laughs> oh my god, I might start saying that to everyone. Okay, bye. Oh my god, bye. <laughs> 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 That's perfect. I honestly. Love that. <laughs> it is, it is right when you hang up. It's the perfect time. <laughs> well, it's usually because I'm in mid giggle, so you're like, alright, I can't get in trouble. Click. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I was telling Ryan and Sarah about you earlier. And whatnot. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I miss you so much, you know, my nieces. Oh, yeah. They're getting big. They're angry. <laughs> oh, today's yeah. a big day for your youngest niece. Oh, wait, what is today? Oh, today she decided to, uh, bloom. <laughs> In what way? I will say, is that a womanly She's, reference? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's not air her drama. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, they're in yeah, Florida. Don't worry. <laughs> and it was well, horrible. It, it, it wasn't normal. There, no. No. Oh, Jeebus. You YouTube lied. 
Children do not do normal shit when they start for the first time. That's all I'm saying. I've never seen a YouTube where a child smeared shit on the wall. Oh my god. That's not what I was thinking. That sounds oh, like yeah. you as a baby. I know. <laughs> I heard stories. It sounds like me too, because there's literally a story about me doing that when I, I was a kid. Now. Now. I was just like... Oh, I remember having booger walls clear into my teen years. Like, I definitely had booger walls. Just if I flick it onto the wall. wall I would. How old is but, this girl? Uh, pretty young. Your yeah, youngest? She's eight. Niece? Okay. Like okay. Eight. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems a little up there to like, be smearing shit on the Smearing wall. things on the wall? No. Yeah. <laughs> smearing her womanly <laughs> essence on the oh. wall. Her womanly essence. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what else to call odd. it. But. I have taught you well. <laughs> Perhaps she just didn't know where else to put it. Right? That, that's what it was. She, yeah. Or she was so traumatized. Yeah. She was so traumatized that she's only seen blood on the wall you in movies. You know what? I so. would get down with this eight-year-old because... With the movies she grown up on. That is true. Did you take a picture making some artwork? You could sell that shit. <laughs> you know what? I bet this eight-year-old has just... graphic picture in my head. <laughs> I bet she has just seen so many scary movies and yeah. was like, I'm going to scare the fuck out of my mom. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much what it looked like. It looked like anything you would see from any horror movie ever. <laughs> I turned my head to the right and was like... Jesus! I'm Somebody's so dying or going into womanhood. I'm so glad I called you. <laughs> <laughs> I called Scott earlier for something, but he was at a party. I was like, "Oh well, fuck you." Didn't invite no, 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 me. Call your older sister. I don't go anywhere. I just stay at home and get really fucking high. Were we supposed to call him for something? Oh, we he called him, he but he was at a party. He's at a party that he didn't invite us to. That's so rude. <laughs> uh, he doesn't deserve to be on the podcast. That's okay, they're probably talking about computer stuff. <laughs> that sounds like Scott. Yeah, sometimes he'll, he'll go off on that, and I'm like, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> smoke like eight joints, two bong hits, and a blunt, and come down to my level, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, as, so y'all know, my sister is in Florida and has a medical license, so... Yes, I am medically prescribed to smoke. I also work with weed to pay for my bills. It is legal. It is legal in her state. Legal. Not in legal. ours. Legal. But in hers, yes it is. Legal. It's... In my state, it is completely legal. I even work in a grow facility to make bills to pay taxes. We are not condoning illegal activities. Illegal. Yet. No. No, of course not. No. Oil incense burners. <laughs> no oil incense burners. Yeah. Liz, we, we sell at my, my work, we sell oil incense burners instead of crack pipes. <laughs> oil incense. What? Yeah, fucking <laughs> tell me about it. I've, all I'm saying with this, I've gone pretty good on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen my TikTok, but I've gotten up on there. I gotta come into your work one day and just, like, super Britishly be like, hello, sir. <laughs> Can I have an oil Oh my god. It's so It's so funny that you bring up the British accent because we actually have 6% of our audience is in the UK and we were just We were just No, we were just asking our audience on this episode actually how they feel about Americans who use a British accent, like, just for fun. So, I think it's actually kind of funny that you did that. <laughs> oil incense butter, good sir. No offense, man, <laughs> No, it's because we've used it a little, a few times in this episode, so. Well, that's fantastic. I love a good British accent. Right? Who a doesn't? good one, yes. I do a terrible one. Scottish, Irish, you know, I, I can do that. <laughs> Go home, boy, before you fill the back of my hand. Okay, that's good. That's good. Straight from Braveheart. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Go home, boy, before you fill the back oh. of my hand. It's just you pure that scotch. Did I used to do off a of Tommy Boy? Maybe. Oh, Which my one? God. 
Let's do it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't remember it. What? Oh my god. I half remember it. Oh man. I like partially remember it. I remember my voice for it. Do tell. Do please. it please. I'd have to think about that one for a minute. It's like there halfway. You've on the tip time. of your tongue. TikTok. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember though. <laughs> That's yours. No, mine. No, no where'd mine go? Where's my shop loss? Follow the butterflies. Follow the butterflies. <laughs> oh, I remember it now. Let's say you're driving along, you're driving along. Come to the interstate, all of a sudden you gotta hit the brake. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that was close. Now let's see what it's like driving with the other guys, brake pads. You're driving along, you're driving along, you're driving along. All of a sudden there's a cliff. You hit the brakes. I can't. In comes the meat wagon. Medic gets out and he's like, oh my god. Oh my god, you're breaking up. Get better signal in Florida. Girlfriend, what is up with your signal? I don't know. I'm on Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> so Get better Wi-Fi. I don't know. I don't know. I have one option. I love your sister. What's her name? Nowhere. Liz. I'm standing outside. Liz, I love you. You're great. We love you, Liz. You're you're gonna be an official guest one day. Yeah, you need to come on more often. I will invite you more often to our podcast. Y'all gotta invite me as eat unicorns. That way, it kind of helps she promote my eat TikTok. Unicorns. Oh, eat Xbox. unicorns. Oh, and I have Xbox. an Xbox. We both play. She has an Xbox. She plays the games. Xboxes. I have a problem. <laughs> Did you already take your shot? Oh yeah, sorry. That's. Terrible. I am Lord Tizzle now. Hey, you and I gotta take a because shot. Because I am Lord of Scotland. Oh man, it's all. It's cold outside. It's hot in Texas. Oh, no, I think it's like below 73, so I'm cold. Yeah, that's Florida hot for you. All <laughs> right. But, Mind you, I've lost over 200 pounds in the last couple of years, so. Good for you. My extra warmth went. That's, that's what, an accomplishment. That's, what, that's what cocaine does. Yeah, oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Time. Cocaine and DDR. Yeah, there was DDR involved. <laughs> <laughs> no cocaine this time. Okay. Hey, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> we gotta go, though. Alright. It was nice talking to you. You have a great you night. You too. Alrighty, <laughs> love you, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> She is great. I love her. Not gonna lie, best sister ever. She I don't know hilarious. how a sister could her. get better. Aww. Now back to you, bitch. Oh, God. Okay. What are we talking so, about? No, what are we talking about? We was talking about your issues. My issues? Yes. Actually, were we still... We talked about... Yeah, we were still talking about you. We were talking about the tip of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter's tip or some shit. <laughs> but let's bring it back to you. <laughs> Harry Potter's tip. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. We're talking about the tip of Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Back to me. <laughs> All right. Whew. Wait, how did we get to Harry Potter's tip? No fucking anyway. idea. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. I don't out. know. You brought it to him somehow. That was at the end of the last pause session, so... Right before I had to pee. Anyways. Don't remember. Um, <laughs> Intimacy, touchy-feely. I was going to say, I used to have a really big problem with intimacy. And, like, just... Not intimacy, per se, but, like, having people, like, touch me and hug me and things of that sort and I still have that issue like especially with my family um 
like my immediate family and even my extended family I'm not the biggest fan of them hugging me or touching me granted that has a lot to do with like you know my traumas mm -hmm. with them but people that I care about like my husband and my close friends and people that I really love like you know you like I'm okay with hugging you um, I'm okay with hugging my friends and some of my some of my coworkers um, because I really care about them but that's a point that I've had to get through through therapy and lots of work and like see therapy is another thing for me <laughs> I never went to therapy but my neighbor did stuff to a lot of the kids in the neighborhood. Luckily, his mom or sister or something came in right as it was happening. So, it didn't necessarily happen to me. But, I was like right there. You know, my brain grew. Right. Ten years into the future after that experience. Yeah, I'm sure. I was going to say for me, like, even after, like, so... The first time I ever went to therapy was when I was 16, and that was because I was forced to go to therapy because of an incident that had happened a couple weeks earlier. So my school practically forced me, well, I wouldn't say my school, my PCP. They can force you. Yeah, my P, well, the school forced me to see a PCP before I was allowed back at school, but the PCP said I had to go see a therapist. So I kind of had to go to therapy yep. because of my yep. school, right? So I went to therapy, I saw this therapist twice, she suggested that I had mommy issues, and I knew that wasn't a thing for me. So I was like, yeah, fuck this lady. And, like, I went to her twice because everybody always told me, at least go twice so you know, like, if you don't connect on the first one and then you don't connect on the second one, you know it's not going to work, so don't go back, right? Mm -hmm. So I always went to two therapy sessions at <clears throat> least. Well, I've been to probably eight or nine therapists in my life, and only two of them have I gone more than two sessions to. Because I go to them and I'm like, it's either the fact that like they're just not picking up on what I'm putting down, and I can tell, I can sense that, or they are going too fast for me, or they're trying to force me on medication. When yep, I yep. when I explicitly say to every single therapist, first thing when I meet them, I do not want medication, because I know that they're like I know in my heart in my soul that there's a way that I can regulate myself with no medication side note I was ADHD as a kid mm -hmm. they gave me Ritalin for like six to two months you know six weeks to a month two months I was on Ritalin I was a straight A student because I was a zombie do my work didn't want to hang out with friends and I went home did my homework went to sleep barely wanted food Mm -hmm. My dad took me off of it. He's like, no. He is not a child anymore. Right. He's a zombie. Like, yeah. get him off of that. Yeah. That first therapist I went... Well, actually, the my PCP gave me... Put me on Prozac before I even went to a therapist. Like, she was Damn. like... She was like, I'm suspecting severe depression and anxiety that's brought on by your depression. What the fuck? Come to now... And that was after one incident that happened my sophomore year of high school. The first time my PCP ever found out that I may have been suicidal, depressed, anxiety-ridden, whatever, she's like, let's put you on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Without doing any blood work, without doing any further digging, without sending me to a therapist or psychiatrist first. Which, what kid isn't suicidal, depressed? Mm -hmm. Especially know. in at the age of 16. We were talking about technology in a couple episodes. Right. Like, it changes like yeah you get depressed very easily and not just even that the cyberbullying exactly. hormones you're going through at that age like everything that your life is changing at that age it's so much everyone has to be better than anyone else which mm -hmm. luckily when i was in school i wouldn't consider myself a god i didn't wear the makeup you know anything like that but i wore like some trick pants if anyone knows that like all black pants with chains and cool colors on mm -hmm. them you know 
But I was cool with the jocks and the cheerleaders and the nerds. I was cool with everyone. I had no problem getting along with anyone. So maybe I'm one out of a hundred or a hundred thousand, but I had a great time in high school. Just getting to know everyone and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like I say, I'm a John of all trades mm-hmm. instead of Jack of all trades. Yeah, I wish our generation was like that because I kind of agree. Like, not that, like, I felt pressured to be, like, the best version of myself at that age. I just, like, for me, it was more like the bullying, the cyberbullying, the not so much the pressure, but just, like, my own, like, personal existence was a lot for me at that age. Like, just the, like, just grasping um, becoming, like, an adult was a lot. Like, it's a lot for anybody, right? Our small age gap. Like I say, 90s baby. I grew up with dial-up internet. Dial-up! <laughs> 912 kilobytes per second. Yeah. You couldn't load stuff. It's like her freaking laptop. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was her laptop generation, yeah. <laughs> Don't hate on her laptop. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that also plays, like, a big factor in that, too. But... Coming back to therapy, like, for me, I've just never been able to connect with a therapist. And maybe I'm just, like, still in the search for the right one. But I even had, like, a therapist on BetterHelp, which BetterHelp is a a whole topic on its own. It is, definitely. I had a therapist, my first therapist on BetterHelp, actually, um, was more worried that I had a chronic illness than a mental health issue. Interesting. She thought that my eating disorder which I hadn't been diagnosed with at the time that I met this therapist. Um, She thought my eating disorder was probably um, either a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease, which... How does that make sense? I could see because... So I have anorexia, but there's different forms of anorexia. So when you hear anorexia, you typically think like somebody who um, like purposely doesn't eat, right? Or someone who purposely starves themselves to look a certain way. Yeah, yeah, typically. Yeah, and that's, like, the societal, like, term for... Yeah, the societal whatever for anorexia. But anorexia, what it really is, is a chemical imbalance. Pretty much all eating disorders are partially a chemical imbalance. And with anorexia, it's a part of your brain that has, like, a certain trigger or trauma when it comes to food. And so it's almost like a... It's, like, restrictive eating disorder times 10 because restrictive is different than anorexia restrictive is just like you only let yourself eat certain things because you want to look a certain way or you only eat a certain amount because you want to look a certain way anorexia is when there's a part of your brain that literally has a trauma response when it comes to food and so that's what it is for me and it's different like when people say oh you should just eat more like it's not that easy like when it comes to food for me like there's like there's a mental response when I look at a, a full plate of food you know, like, there's a mental response that goes into that. So, for me, it's just, it's a lot more. So, getting diagnosed with anorexia was a big deal for me. But I feel like once I got diagnosed with severe de- severe anxiety, not severe depression, my anxiety is the biggest problem. I also have PTSD. I also have anorexia. And I also have depression that stems from all three of those things. That's what I was missing as a 16-year-old that they couldn't diagnose me with then because... First of all, I didn't have the words to express what was going on. A lot of 16-year-olds don't really have the words to express what's going on because they don't understand what's happening to them. Like, they think they're the only yep, one in the world yep. who feels this way, and that's right. the that's the that's one of the biggest problems when it comes to mental health is that it's, you know, it's more represented now, but it's still so underrepresented that people feel like they're still the only one, you know? I think know? it's much more represented now. A hundred percent. But it's still a, a problem where people feel like they're, they're the only one. People of my, your generation started saying, like, no, that is not what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They figure it out until psychologists and everything and they're like oh that's what we've been missing the last 10 years Mm -hmm. multiple problems not just one specific thing Mm -hmm. so coming back to a few of the points that you mentioned so first off you said that some of the therapists that you went to immediately wanted to prescribe you medications Mm -hmm. so first off therapist 
shouldn't immediately want to prescribe you a medication because first off, they are not, That's not qualified job. to prescribe you a medication. That is a psychiatrist's job. So, like you said, that is not their job. Their job is there to advise you, to help you get through whatever problems it is that you are having, mm -hmm. to advise you. And it's my, one of my old therapists used to tell me, I can't give you the answers. I can only try to advise you the best I can. And from there, you have to decide what you want to do with that. That's mm -hmm. actually good psychologist. Yeah. He was he was a therapist. Yeah. A therapist. Yeah. 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 And he like, was amazing. And he was the one I can that help you get me. through life. Yeah, he was the one that changed completely changed my point of view. Like he got me out of the darkest points in my life. He was amazing. I loved him. Um if it wasn't for him, I don't know like where I would be today. Yeah, every time I've gone to therapy, my goal is to find coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And every single session that I've come out of, whether it be with a, one who's trying to prescribe me medication, one who's trying to diagnose me with some medical disorder, or one who's trying to diagnose me with something that I know damn well I don't have because yeah. I know myself. Like, I can, I'm the only one who understands my own brain the way I do. Like, it's it's always just like, no one, none of the professionals that I've seen have actually seemed to care about my actual well-being and like me being able to survive on the days that I'm not in a session with them. They, they don't want see you, you as to human. be there, yeah, as as You're just patient. a patient. Yeah, You're exactly. just a number. They don't see you as the human that you are standing before them. And that's what I loved about this man is that even though he was like an older man probably in his 50s I don't even remember how old he was. He saw me as a human, like, and that's what I appreciated about him is that in the year and a half or two years that I saw him, not once did he ever say like, no, you need medications. At one point I was even, I think, hospitalized within the time frame that I was in his care and they tried to diagnose me as bipolar, which I later got taken off my record because I was not at all bipolar. And yeah, he my was mom's like, bipolar. Yeah, that's yeah. diagnosable. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you are not bipolar. And he made me, he definitely, every time I felt crazy and someone made me feel crazy, he was the one that brought me back down earth and was like, so you are not crazy. He and just said, you feel emotions. Right. A little stronger than other people. That's fine. And that's fine. okay. And then later when I got diagnosed with BPD, it made sense. What it, is BPD? Borderline personality disorder. Okay. Which gets okay. diagnosed a lot as a bipolar disorder, but they're different. And Very it's, a, it's a lot harder to diagnose women with both bipolar and BPD. Yes. Um, so most <laughs> of the time- I would give my mom both. <laughs> So most of the time, women don't get diagnosed with those two until way later in life, like late 20s, late, uh, early 30s. My mom was like 40 with which bipolar. Which is way too late to get diagnosed with anything. Like, anybody getting diagnosed with anything in their late 30s or early 40s, like, that's way too late because they've already struggled so much in their life. And obviously, they're still here. Like, getting diagnosed is a good thing, no matter when. But um, the fact that people have to wait for that long to get that diagnosis... And speaking of BPD, I went to a, a doctor one time, a primary care physician, um, for a pain in my wrist because I have this cyst right here on my right side, on my right wrist, and my left one started hurting, so I thought I was getting another one on this side, and I was just worried about it, so I went to the doctor just to ask, like, if there was anything I could do about it, blah, blah, blah. And there is, by the way. Tell me why I left that... Um, appointment the first time I ever met this PCP with a diagnosis of BPD uh, mm, completely disregarded what? also a new prescription for a medication for BPD this lady met me that day okay, she girl. saw that on my on my record that I had been diagnosed with multiple things so That's she ridiculous. asked me about it oh, I still have a little bit so she asked me about my diagnosis and I told her yeah you know like 
I'm not 100% sure about them. Correct, like, I'm yes. still I'm still working on, like, going to a, a psychiatrist to actually get diagnosed because I know, like, a therapist can't legally diagnose you with mm-hmm. anything. So I'm still... I told her, like, I'm still in the process of, like, getting to a psychiatrist to get my real diagnosis. And she's like, well, I'm going to have you take a, a BPD checklist test or whatever. And she had me fill out this little test. I filled it out. She comes... She takes it. She comes back in the room. She goes, I'm okay. I still have some. I do. She still has a sh- half a short shot left. Yes, like, guys, I take little shots at a time. Okay, it's like call me out a for quarter it. of a shot. Call her out, please. <laughs> call me out for it, please. But anyway, yeah. So she saw my chart and she's like, "I'm gonna take, I'm gonna give you this test." I took the test and when she came back with the test, she was like, "Yeah, you have BPD. You oh have bipolar. You have uh, bipolar depression or borderline <sighs> personality." Like I don't even think she knew what BPD was because she was trying to tell me I was bipolar, but also telling me BPD. And I'm like, "There's They're not those the are two same. doesn't make sense." Yeah, I'm They're like, "Not the same." Babes. I'm like, "Girl, do you even know what you're talking about?" And she tried to give me a prescription of medication for it, and then there was another like. Um, primary care physician or practicing nurse or something. People do not take psychiatric meds from your PCPs. Go to your psychiatrist. Or your therapist. Yeah. Or your therapist. Don't take it from your therapist. Go to the psychiatrist first. Go to your psych. Yeah. Um, But I I had gone to another um, a psychiatrist, a psychiatry place to see a psychiatrist and they gave me um, uh, what's it called? Um, A nurse practitioner. And they they can't legally diagnose me with anything either, not not mentally. They can't diagnose anything. Only a psychiatrist or a psychologist can diagnose anybody with any mental disorders that are in the DSM. So I was pissed because I sat there for forty five minutes telling this lady all this shit, and then she tried to send me out with Zoloft, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not taking it. I took the prescription, but I never filled it because she wasn't gonna let me leave there without saying yes, and it was very very blatantly obvious. I hate that shit. Like, why can't you just treat me without putting me on medication? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want it. Yeah. I think that ties in a lot to our next episode. Or two episodes from now, I lied. Just kidding. Which two one? episodes from now. Alcohol versus marijuana. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll get Deaths. into that. Deaths, for sure. De- like, we'll definitely get into that. Weed just is a cure-all. I swear. I agree. Mm-hmm. I have no issues whatever with life but <clears throat> weed just makes every day a little bit better i agree mm-hmm. we'll get into that later on though we'll get into that yeah, so i will talk about that for hours i know yeah. i know i know that's we why we'll, we'll talk about it later all right so we're gonna end it there let's go ahead and move on into the quote of the week I didn't what find was it your, interesting enough. My quote was the books that the world calls immoral are the books that the world And she stumbles the over. The book it. said the book said. The books that the world calls immoral are the books that the that show the world its own shame by Oscar Wilde. See, that's a good quote, but you still stumbled over it. Okay, because I can barely see because I'm blind as a bat. Okay, so Sarah oh, thinks... Same here. I'm almost legally blind. Sarah thought... Okay, I can, maybe I, can I need read to put the laptop fine. up to my face. I can read just fine. No, I need to put the laptop up to my face. That's why. So Sarah thought that my quote was dumb and boring. Which one? No! What was your quote? I mean, yeah, it is. My quote of the week is, Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. 100%. And I don't know who said that quote. Seriously? Anonymous. It's literally wow. the first quote that popped up about it's quotes beautiful. about being vulnerable. It's beautiful. Wow. Though. And you couldn't find an author. Nah. I couldn't find an author, but you know, if you wrote <laughs> that quote, then comment below and we'll credit you one day. <laughs> wow. They might okay, be I'm gonna go read that quote right now. Right now. They if you may said already that, be dead. If you said that quote, let me know. If it was George Washington, then let me know. Highly I don't know. doubt please he said something like that. Please take credit for that quote. Please. If you know who made that quote, then let me know. Please take credit for that quote. Please is take what credit I for that quote. Please take credit for that quote. Let me know. We'll <laughs> just go further and further back until we actually get a fucking person that quoted it. Someone. Someone. But no, that so, is that is great quote. You know what? Quite it's frankly, actually I didn't by Abraham Lincoln. The first time. Wow. So she I'm thought, sorry, babe. You thought it was dumb and stupid. I didn't really listen to you the first time you read it. One more time. 
One more time. Bon <coughs> 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 Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. And you know why? Because when you're vulnerable, you learn new things. Do you now? So, in you the learn 50s, new things 60s, about other people. I'm learning so much about you guys. In the so 50s, then, are you 60s, saying that maybe let John book talk. banning is good? We're not talking about book banning. <laughs> In the 50s, 60s, that's when American culture started branching out. Yeah. Whether it be LGBTQ, whatever stuff, to even just people trying to better their lives. That's when a lot of stuff started coming out. People tried to make their lives better. So they tried different things. Tried this and that and this and that. Most people failed. But LGBTQ really started coming around in the 60s. Mm -hmm. It wasn't popular. It was not very recommended right. for societal advancement. Good way to put that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the most yeah. politically correct term to think of that, but... I know what you mean, though. And, like, I literally saw a post on Facebook a couple weeks ago that was, like, it, it, the caption said, in quotes, that didn't happen back in our day. And it's a bunch of pictures of, like, it's, men and women together and, like, women and women, men and men, mm -hmm. trans women, trans men, like, that stuff. Just because you didn't hear about it. Trans in the 50? Not, like, did not happen. It happened, but 80s, it wasn't... 80s, 90s, that happened more. The first, no, trans, the first trans person was literally in the early 1900s. In the early 1800s. Y'all were hella in denial about what? it. I have a whole episode about it. this. We have a whole what? episode about this. <laughs> they were I in denial the trans about episode. it. No, I don't remember Trans that. people have been around forever. It's just the fact that people have not accepted it until now. So, my big thing is... Most guys, I heard this from a Ron White. Y'all know who Ron White is? Nope. Yes. <clears throat> Blue Collar Comedy Tour? I don't think so. You don't know who Ron White is? I know. If it's a stand-up comedian, no, I probably no, no, no. do on, know who it is. He's a stand-up comedian. I probably do. I just have to like see Bill the Bill Involve, um, are you I smarter know. than a fifth grader? Oh my god, yeah, I know who that is. So, yeah. that is Jeff Foxworthy. Ron oh. White is the big fat white guy. Okay, yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about how he was in the Navy and he used to go to this certain street and get blowjobs for like five bucks. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, fuck yeah, for five bucks a blowjob, I'll go three times a day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then 30 years later, he heard about this certain street that was popular for their trans whole thing going on. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh my god, that was a dude? Oh, oh my god. <clears throat> no wonder. A lip is a lip, a tooth is a tooth. He couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, shit, at that point does it really matter? For real. It's yes and no. Like, and that's the whole point is... I think we can dig deeper into that. That's all. Three episodes right Yeah, there. right. I think we'll have to dig deeper into that in... Um, LGBTQ stigma two. <laughs> um, so three and four. Yeah, two, three, four, five, what? six, seven, eight. What? Yeah, there's there can be so many um, episodes of every different topic that we've already done, and like we would have a never-ending podcast. <laughs> but that's the idea. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. So I think that's it. Go on forever. Do we have enough for two episodes? Oh my God, we're still recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the description to find us on social media and a link containing all different kinds of resources. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye! Bye. Bloopers. Huh? She goes second. No, you go second. <gasps> People come in and they literally have their hands in the carriers the whole time and they are just petting their cats and I'm thinking like they're literally attached by the soul they're attached like it's, to the that's exactly it and yeah. the whole time and they will come up to the like the front desk after their appointment and they're like 
they have a billion questions, which is fine. Like, it's understandable that you would have questions after your appointment. That's completely fair. But when it comes to cat people, cat people are a different breed. Let me tell you, man. Intro! Oh my god. There's just... intro? After, okay. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Wait, I'm the red? You're always the red, Sarah. <laughs> this is personal podcast stuff, okay? No, no, no. <laughs>